Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys Radio, we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book, ready to make a difference in the world. It's April 6th, and today is one of my favorite Thursdays because we just had a red carpet launch at the Author Castle in the Washington, D.C. area. And even though we had tornado warnings and crazy thunderstorms, it is now ridiculous ridiculously beautiful outside, just in time for us to hear from today's author. Today's author is Ilya Blandina. She is a certified nurse midwife, an advanced registered nurse practitioner, and she's the owner and founder of Awaken Your Life Power, Inc. Ilya wrote the book, Give Birth a Chance, How to Prepare for an Empowered VBAC. Welcome to the show, Ilya. Oh, thanks for having me, Jen. I love doing uh, radio shows. It's it's fun, exciting. Good. Well, I'm so happy to have you here and so happy for you to be able to share your message with our listeners. So just to start, can you tell the listeners what your book is about and who it's for? Excellent. Well, um, as Jen said, I'm a nurse midwife. I've retired from doing actual deliveries, and I put all my energy in trying to educate women and their birth attendants, um, primarily doulas, but also midwives or nurses, all Mm -hmm. about how to empower women to have a, a, the birth that they, they really dream about. And one of my areas of expertise is vaginal birth after C-section, which is what VBAC stands for. And how the the book was born was I'm in South Florida and uh, and I, that's where I did most of my practicing. Mm-hmm. And the C-section rate in South Florida were has been upwards of 68 <gasps> percent in some hospitals, and this is wow. uh, a real number that is documented in consumer reports that you anyone could look it up. It's not my number. It's what was actually the catalyst um, for me writing the book because there was some local midwives that um, protested, you know, went in front of the hospital with a sign, and I went, what? And (laughs) why it's so important for me is that I've been in practice with um, physicians that because of um, malpractice um, fears Mm. and what have you, they don't offer um, vaginal birth after C-section anymore. And I've had to actually succumb to practicing like their way, which is not offering that to my clients. And that's what actually almost literally broke my heart and, and made me burn out. But where it really hits home is that I myself with my baby number four, um, he was a, a VBAC. He was a vaginal birth after uh-huh. cesarean because baby number three 
um, was a C-section because at that time I was living in Georgia and the, and the doctor there that was the backup for my midwife didn't know how to do a, a, a breach delivery, even though I, oh. I've given birth vaginally before two times. So right. big scenario of things, I'm the, like the perfect candidate for a back, which means I was healthy, fine, no medical problems, and I've already had two previous births, so it's like, you know, head down, meaning. So anyway, <laughs> but having being the ideal candidate for a VBAC at that time in 2003, I still, uh, the pendulum was swinging back towards um, not having VBAC as an option. And so mm. I actually had to, first of all, I'm, I'm the kind of nurse midwife that I've always had midwives taking care of me. I, I don't <laughs> have, even though I worked for doctors and I worked in hospitals and stuff like that, I did that out of how it was structured because of my big family and what have you. But I, myself, as a client, I always went for out-of-hospital births and the natural way from the very, very beginning. My first baby was born in 1988, so way before everything. And um, so, Way before everything. Not that long ago, Ilya. Way before everything. Right before everything in my world. Anyways, but my point is I was I – was, a midwife in the in the business, actively in the business, and also a consumer or a, a client, right, actively right. in the business at the same time. And I knew all the players. I knew all the people. Mm. And it was still hard to find support. The general support I would get was like, "Are you sure you want to do that? I mean, have it if you bring it along." Oh, well, well intentioned. I get it. No, for all the people who are hearing me who know me, I, I get it. But I did find that it was so hard. And luckily, because I am in in the in the behind the scenes, I knew the right, right. people to call that would be supportive. And in the end, I ended up having what now people have coined an HVAC, which is a home birth and, after cesarean. Oh, so, yeah. fancy. So, so that's not your your home air conditioning system. It's something different. No, no. no. And, and, you know, and there's, you're going to find a very polarizing, very like, oh, what if this and what if that, or that's not safe and that, what have you. And my mission, my mission, when I saw that 68% were C-sections and another hospital was 59%. Wow. And you guys can look it up on Consumer Reports. There's no, like, this is not a hidden fact. (laughs) No, Um, it's not. No. I suddenly knew, I knew that women were not, getting uh, complete informed consent um, mm-hmm. and we're not being told that their bodies are normal and you can have a baby. Your body's made to have a baby. And, right. and yeah, okay. Someone would come in and say, yeah, but what if um, the uterus breaks open and, and, you know, it's catastrophic? Well, if you read my book, I cover that area. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. 
Oh, yeah, that's the biggest fear. And fear, let's put it this way, fear, false evidence appearing real, okay? Mm, and you could twist yeah. the facts all over the place. But here's the deal. Um, a uterus that breaks open along the a previous scar, which if it's the right kind of scar, is you have less likely that it's going to break open. One, but if it does right. break open, if it does break open along the scar, um, there's not going to be as much bleeding because it's going along the scar. And in fact, many times it, 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 that you could see that happening. It, it, you know, even like okay, they went into labor, it didn't progress, and then you end up with a repeat C-section. And oh wow, look, there's a window. On, they call it a window on the uterus. A window. It was already separating, <laughs> but there was no blood because there's scar tissue there. Scar tissue doesn't have blood. On the other hand, you're, it's your first baby. Guess what? You still have a risk of your uterus rupturing. And no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Do you, do they tell you that before no. you have sex and get pregnant? Of course not, because of course not. I mean, I've know. had two kids. I didn't no. know that. <laughs> yeah, and I've had four. I didn't know that. I mean, it, you know, I studied, and it was it was only until recently when they did some a really big study, and they really looked at okay, whose uteruses are breaking and what and why and when what have you, and they found right. that you're as much likely to have a, a ruptured uterus with your first baby as you are with uh, um, vaginal birth after C-section. Really? Okay? So and the risk isn't greater after a cesarean? No, no, <laughs> no. It's more catastrophic with your first baby. Why? Of course. Because there's of no scar tissue there, and when it breaks open, it's pure um, uh, blood vessels breaking open. Wow. Okay. Now, how often does it happen? Right? How often does it happen? Yeah, how often does it happen? Maybe a one chance in like 1,400 after C-section, and it's a wow. little bit higher. It's, I have the numbers in my book. But here's the twist on it all. Um, a procedure that is offered, like water, you know, when yes. you go to a spa. And I know right. I'm, I'm really passionate about this, so I get really metaphoric, and I, I blow people out of the water sometimes, and I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm going to hit a nerve. But here, when you go to a spa and how they just give you water all the time, like every time you turn around, you're, you're given water. You're given, okay. right, exactly. It's, right? I mean, you can have a water in your hand and you're given water, right? <laughs> right? Okay. A procedure that they do that they offer all the time and is, is, do you know what that is? Just, I'm testing you. I'm assuming the procedure you're talking about. Ready? Yes. It's amniocentesis. Oh. Amniocentesis. Amniocentesis is when they take a needle. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty safe. They tell you it's pretty safe. It's, it's safe. We've done thousands of them. We put a needle. We get the um, uh, fluid around the baby. We do the test and what have you and wherever. And um, guess what, um, what? what's your chance of having a problem after am- amniocentesis? I, I mean, I know there is a chance, but I don't know what the percentage chance there is. It, it, depending on where what you read. In, and of the practitioner, course. if any, ready, 
it's anywhere from one in 200 chance of a problem or one in 400 chance. So that's a lot higher risk than having a uterine rupture. Oh, isn't that amazing? (laughs) Wow, that is amazing. And you're right. That's such a common test, especially with, you know, so many of us choosing to get pregnant later in life. I was 35 and I was 41 with my last. I did not have an amniocentesis. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I knew the numbers. Right. And what's the value of the information? If the value Mm. of the information is that, yeah, you would use that information to terminate your pregnancy and and what have you and whatever, you know, that's your right and that's fine. But that wasn't in my my wheelhouse of value. So I'm like, you know, and but you know, out there in the world, the medical legal um, uh, culture is that if you don't help someone have a perfect baby, and and that even means like genetically perfect, right? You're going to be sued. It's so okay? sad, and it's sad, and see, it's sad from both sides. Okay. It it really is. Doctors and midwives are there because they love the profession. They love giving the care. And yet their hands are tied by um, consumers who are hell-bent on it has to be perfect. Well, uh, Mm. this book is all about it's not going to be perfect. Right. Nothing can be. (laughs) Nothing can be, one. And two, chances are it will be perfect. Because if you say it's going to be perfect, if you intend it, if you manifest it, it's that it's going to be perfect. If you follow your gut, if you have open communication, if you trust your body, if if your practitioner trusts you, if you is whatever you trust in the universe, you trust in God, you trust in uh, whoever you trust in. That's an outer. There is an outer force that has created us. It's. I I put stuff in there, too, about that. Right. Your ancestors. Your ancestors are there with you. The book starts with a chapter on your ancestors and how you can can reach out to the ancestors. I'm talking your grandmother, 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 who gave birth, and you wouldn't be in the lineage if they hadn't trusted themselves, and they probably did it at the beach. Right. Coconut water. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Well, and here's the thing, Ilya, like as, you know, patients, clients, you know, women who are having babies, we don't know these things. But what I'm hearing you say is that there are a lot of people that are, you know, actively helping that also don't know the risk factors or or the risk tolerance or anything. they may no, or they may know the risk factors, but some people's hands are tied. Some, some right. uh, there's such a thing as hospitals banning VBAC. Really? Some hospitals that don't do VBAC. Wow. So now, you, now the now the woman has to find a provider that does a VBAC and and a, a place to do it. And so some women are having their VBACs at home, and then now the argument. Is oh is that safe and blah blah blah? There's so much and here here's the bottom line. And I think the tide is starting to turn. 
Mm-hmm. And the, why it started to turn, and I know it's divinely, divinely orchestrated. Why do I know right. it's divinely orchestrated? I'll tell you why. I saw that Consumer Reports blib. I said, I have to write the book. I knew about Angela. <laughs> All right? I, wrote, I right. got on her team. She helped me write the book. The book came out, uh, initial, uh, initially came out on, on the Kindle through Amazon in December 15, 2016. Now we're getting yep. ready for the, the print book this within the next year. Okay. So exciting. So that, December 2016, right? February 2017, ACOG came out with their latest position statement, and they actually put in there, there's two things that they put in there that are miraculously in perfect timing with this book. One, if a woman is normal, Leave her alone in labor. <laughs> Don't touch her. Don't keep doing stuff to her. I'm I'm writing right. it down. Okay, they you could look it up. I'll 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 get a link. You know, whatever. Uh, the point is, don't do anything to her. That's big. You know why it's big? Because I used to work in a hospital that in their protocol. They had you check, do a vaginal exam every two hours. And I kept having to battle as a midwife. And then sometimes I worked there as a nurse, too. I, would, I kept having to argue and be called to the carpet when they do an audit of my chart. Why, why haven't you checked her every two hours? Why do I need to check her every two hours? Why do I need to? <laughs> right. Because to know if she's going to deliver, I'm like, listen, I, I know. Okay, she knows when she's going to deliver. We can't be hanging out in her vagina every two hours. What is wrong <laughs> with you people? What happened to, like, you know, increased incidence of, 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 of infection and all that? Oh, but this and that. And they have their reasons. They have their reasons. But now right. ACOG has come out. If she's normal and healthy, which most women are, leave her alone. Please leave her alone. Don't wow, die. that's fantastic. That's huge. Okay, it's huge. It's February 2017, my book came out to December 2016, okay? I was inspired in spring of 2016, okay? This is God. This is God. Number two, ACOG has said, if at all possible, we recommend that every woman in labor should have one-to-one care. Oh, wow. Ready? Ready? At mm-hmm. least in the form of having a doula present. Wonderful. Okay? So in other words, hey, hospitals, if you can't have one-to-one care with your nurse-patient ratio, then you better start ha- uh, making the door open to doulas. Wow. Love okay? that. So those mm-hmm. two things, those two things, huge in February 2017. Meanwhile, as you will be able to see in my book, I've been studying the last, uh, since 2011, while I, while I was um, actually actively doing deliveries, I've been studying a form of energy psychology called emotional freedom techniques and matrix room printing. Mm-hmm. And what that does for the birth community, because I used it um, while I was practicing, and what it does for the birth community, and if we can get 
um, this knowledge as a basic tool for everyone to be able to use is that you can eliminate fear. Right. Fear all the way down to not only the present fear that's running amok in your brain right this second, all right, but all right. the fear that's been embedded in your personal belief system of whether or not, one, if you're the, the mom who's pregnant, of whether or not you can trust your body, okay? Or right. two, and here's, here's a, a biggie, here's the second one, is it can help the practitioner who has gone through caring for a woman who, for whatever reason, it was a traumatic birth experience. Because really, the, right. the, normal, the normal person, the normal pregnant mom, chances are she's not going to go through a traumatic thing. Or, that she, or if she feels it's traumatic, it's a little bit, it, it's, it's traumatic in her own way, and she still has to deal with her negative emotions around it. Of course, but, of course. But, but when you talk to me, where I have under my belt over 5,000 deliveries, I can tell you some real horror stories. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> because I don't want to give you secondary trauma. Right. But you think that I've had secondary trauma as a practitioner? Oh, I'm sure. You, don't you think that what I've experienced as a practitioner has a little bit has 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 tainted my view for the next baby that I go to deliver? I'm certain. Okay. I'm talking this is really big. This is wow. This is more than just me. This is more than just the book. This is well in, and if you read my book to its entirety, you'll find out that in the end, if we keep increasing the rate of C sections, that's gonna bypass our normal way of getting uh, our immune system to tra- start functioning, which is getting seeded through the vagina. Wow. Microbiome. So this wow. is big. It is big. And, and I know that beyond your book, I mean, something now that's come out of your book that I, I want you to talk about a little bit before we run out of time is um, how you're taking this message and and spreading it. So what do, what do you need from the listeners to help you get okay, this, this message out Okay, this is really there? big. Everyone, everyone listen up. First of all, get a pen and a paper, write this number down. It's my phone number, 305-771-5052. I need to talk to as many doulas out there as possible. If you're a doula, call me. If you know someone who's a doula, give them my number and have them call me. I am doing market research because I am about to launch a program that's going to teach doulas on how to get rid of the fear factor in the birth um, venue, okay, mm. and how to help their clients get rid, get rid of that fear factor, okay? Love the that. fear's got to go. It's got to go. So I'm going to repeat it again, 305-771-5052. The reason why I'm giving you my phone number is time is of the essence. I cannot sit here and play the email game with you. We need to talk right away. I need to know what your challenges are out there in the birth community right this second so I can make sure to implement it in my program. I know what I need to implement. I know tapping. I know matrix sharing printing. But 
I want to be able to really apply it to what's physically going on moment by moment out there. The only way I'm going to get that information is from you out there who's listening to me. And it doesn't matter if you're listening on a replay because my phone number has been my phone number forever. So if you get my (laughs) answering machine, if you get my answering machine, 305-771-5052, if you get my answering machine, no biggie, I will call you back. I will. And we will have a talk so I can, so we can implement this because my mission, and I really think it's, it's God has put me on this mission, I really do, is to help educate how to handle all this fear about childbirth so we can bring the C-section rate back to normal, which in, um, nationwide it's around 32%. World Health Organization recommends it should be at fifteen percent. Wow! Let's get so back. we're let's get back way to above. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get back to normal. Let's trust our bodies. ACOG is behind us. It's all evidence based. Um, by the way, uh, teachings that I that I do. So um, please call me. Call me. Call me. No, and thank you for, for sharing that, Ilian. I, I just want to reiterate to all of our listeners that if you're a doula or a midwife or, you know, even a woman who is just really passionate like Ilya is about um, being able to make that decision yourself, um, to have a VBAC or just a vaginal birth if it's your first one um, in lieu of a C-section, that you should call Ilya and reach out to her because, um, she's on a mission. I can feel the fire coming off of you. <laughs> you can feel I know, I get really hot. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love when our authors are so passionate about helping people that they, you know, they, they can't, they can barely separate themselves from their clients. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Absolutely, and I I completely enjoy it, and and um, it's just we got to turn it around, you know. We have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I so I cannot believe it feels like we just started speaking to each other, and we only have like three minutes left. So Amazing. before. I know. Before our time goes, though, if there's somebody out there listening, Ilya, who has a really strong message like you do, but they don't know how to get it out there, what's your advice to them? Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, um, working with the author incubator and Angela has really been a godsend to me because the process really, um, once I got the word of God, that said, you got to write this book. And I'm like, really? Are you serious? Who am I to write a book? <laughs> well, luckily, um, <laughs> I had her in my Rolodex. So here's a cue. Put her in your Rolodex. Sign, her, sign yourself up. At least get her, uh, her emails. They're hysterical. Um, but she finally got me. I met, I've been on her email list since 2011. And I'm so glad that I was because when I finally got the word of God, to say and say you're going to write this book. I'm going to, I, she was the go-to, and wow. and um and she she actually helped my mentor also write her book. So you know, so it's like a, a generational line of wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. 
So Oh, I love that. I didn't know that, yeah. Ilya. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Alina Frank, by the way. I'm plugging her because she's I love her. <laughs> Anyways, um uh, but the the point is is um you know, I came I I I have stories that I had to work through um about being able to write. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of I course. have a master's degree and what have you, but I, you know, I had interesting horror stories of being put down for how I wrote or I didn't know how to write and what have you. And of course I dealt with <laughs> right. that all energetically, but um, her process just really gets you where you need to be. And, and the, actually the book wrote itself. I was impressed. Oh, Ilya, that that's the best. The book wrote itself, everyone. It was so, crazy. Ilya, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your passion with me and the author Incubator and all of our listeners. Yeah. If you want and to find out more from Ilya, find her on Amazon. Go right now, download Give Birth a Chance, How to Prepare for an Empowered VBAC, and then pick up the phone and call 305 305- Seven seven one five zero five two, and talk to Ilya about your experiences um, because you too can be part of this movement that Ilya has built um, to bring to empower women to have the birth of their choice. Thank you so and much. And give birth a chance. Yes. And give birth a chance. That's right. Join me next week with another episode of Book Journeys Radio. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.